What is the importance of posture given the challenges of technology and sedentary lifestyles? And what are some practical solutions that we can offer both our patients and ourselves? You are listening to Reach MD, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Caudill, host of Everyday Family Medicine. Joining me today is Dr. Rubina Tahir, chiropractor, author, and she is the host of The Rx on My New Philly. Dr. Tahir, welcome to Reach MD. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Cottle. It's great to be here. Well, I'm super excited that you're here because you're you're really going to talk to us about something I think is not, as you mentioned, um, and I said in my intro, not only helpful for our patients, but us as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about how our posture changes when we're using cell phones and perhaps sitting all day? Let's start with that. Sure. Well, I think it's important to remember that technology, especially cell phones, makes our lives easier, but it also places a greater challenge on the body. So when you think about the vertebral column, what's happening when we're using technology is we're using the same posture. We're using static postures, and we forget that our spines are a dynamic column. We want them to be moving. We want our vertebrae to move, to move and circulate the blood and really replenish the joints. And so we're sitting in one spot all day long, and that doesn't create a good force for the joints. We're challenging the joints in a way that they don't necessarily like to be used. So if we think about the four curves of the spine, they're really meant to be used in a certain way. And so when we're using technology, we exhibit a lot of forward flexion. And so we're increasing the thoracic kyphosis, and we're actually rolling our shoulders inward. And that places pressure in areas that we don't necessarily want to increase pressure in. That's really interesting, and I think it's helpful to kind of understand almost like the pathophysiology of, of what we're discussing. And you kind of answered my next question, how does this sort of static posture that you're talking about, how does this cause pain and strain on our neck and spine? You mentioned a little bit about that, but can you maybe go into further detail about other ways that it causes problems with us? Right. So we're basically increasing wear and tear on the body in specific areas. And so if we think about forward head posture, what we're doing is really creating a force kind of localized to maybe C6 or C7 instead of allowing the entire cervical curvature to do the work for us. And so what this does, research shows, is that it's increasing arthritic changes. And so even in teenagers and people in our 20s, we're starting to have aches and pains that we wouldn't necessarily have that early on. Interesting. You know, can you talk a little bit about neutral posture and maybe can you explain actually what this is and then how we can really work to achieve this? Right. So the body works together like a chain and then we think about gravity. So gravity affects the body in a line and so it hits specific points in the neck and the mid-back to our knees, the hip joint, and to the ankle. And so you want to work in this zone. And the best analogy I can give is If we go to the gym and we're building muscles, and if we isolate the bicep muscle, for example, we would know to do a bicep curl in a certain way in order to build muscle. So let's say, for example, we did a bicep curl in full abduction or arms out to the side. We know that's not going to build muscle. So what I'm trying to say is we're working in zones that the body's not necessarily um, happy to work in. And so we have to follow the line of gravity. And so, again, the cervical curvature is a nice C curvature, and it works right into the thoracic curvature, into the lumbar, into the sacral. And so it creates this nice alignment. And so what we're doing is challenging that neutral posture 
you know, maybe we're sitting all day if we're on a cell phone, and we're moving out of this line of gravity. And so what it does is it changes force distribution in the spine. That's very interesting. You know, I actually have another question just about in your practice as a chiropractor. I'm curious, how often do these sort of issues of posture come up with your patients? Is it something very common that you're always talking about with patients? Is it something that's sort of sporadic here and there? I think it's a conversation that healthcare practitioners need to have. And I don't necessarily think that patients make the connection right away. I think that, you know, injury is often associated with a traumatic point, a sports injury or a car accident, but I don't think that people are necessarily associating, you know, sitting at a desk or a sedentary lifestyle with joint pain. And so I think that having this conversation really opens it up for the patient and it allows us to teach patients how their body is working and about biomechanics, which is so important when we're talking about safety, especially when it comes to things like repetitive strain injuries or repetitive motions. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. I actually want to ask a little bit more about sort of this sort of concept of cell phone use and sitting all day, these static positions and postures that you mentioned. Do you have recommendations in general about these types of activities, given what you're telling us about posture and how important it is and how the body moves versus how these activities make our posture change? Yeah, and I think it comes into prevention, moderation, and really understanding what position you're in. And I think you need to look at an activity or a task and understand how long are you doing it for? What is your body doing while you're completing this task? Okay. So almost like being mindful, being mindful about how your body is changing depending on what you're doing and and obviously moderation, as you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And I think that oftentimes we begin a task or we're on the job and we don't really realize how long we've been doing something for. And so that's why it's really good, you know, to take breaks and and to really understand the equipment. And what you want to do is make your devices work for you. So you don't have to slouch over and use your cell phone or be at your desk all day. You can make necessary changes to protect your body. Interesting. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and I'm speaking with Dr. Rubina Tahir, chiropractor, author, and host of The Rx on My New Philly. So we've been talking about posture and how it changes with different activities. Can you talk to us a little bit about, we're going to loop back a little bit for those who are just tuning in, sum up for us, why is it important to understand what our body looks like when we're completing certain tasks and and ergonomics, really? Yeah, ergonomics is really important because each individual patient is different. You have to look at different factors. What does the patient look like? What is their age? You know, what is their health history? What are the demands, activities of daily living? And so if you are made aware of what your body looks like, you're better able to modify the way that you use it. And that's really safe and it really protects the body. Okay. And is this something that many of our healthcare providers who are listening out there, as a chiropractor, this is definitely your domain, absolutely, and and this is what you're an expert at. For those of us who maybe, as I'm a family practitioner or other specialists, do you have any particular recommendations for us as we approach this concept with our patients? Where do we start with this? I think the best way to start is to look at the patient and to just observe And I do this um, A to P and in the lateral aspect and, you know, identify 
you know, what the patient's stance is, what is their go-to posture. And you'll, you'll get it as soon as they stand. I think we go into our comfort zone and we adapt our posture very quickly. And I think that's a good starting point to see what's the patient doing in things like a pelvic tilt or rounded shoulders or forward head carriage. Those will stand out quite quickly. And so from there, you can assess the spine further. Um, but making your patients aware of something like that, you know, is very important for, for their prevention and also, you know, to give them a place to start when they are taking ownership of their own health. Um, you know, maybe it will inspire them to, to stretch more, to exercise more so that they can lead a healthy lifestyle. That makes a lot of sense. Can you talk to us about your work and how you as a chiropractor can help not only with our patients, but perhaps as primary care physicians as well? Yeah, and I think working um, with other health care providers is, is very important for the patient. You know, the patient is important to us and our practice and whatever we can do for them. So co-managing is really great. I find that if I can work, you know, with an osteopath, with a family care practitioner, or even an orthopedic doctor, you know, you're really just taking the care for the patient to the next level. And so when they have more options, it really takes the treatment plan to the next level. Right. Absolutely. I want to ask you a question about like some practical tips. You know, if you had to give us the five best tips that you have to help reset our posture throughout the day, what would you say and what would you recommend? Well, first off, I would say definitely get evaluated. So like you said before, chiropractors, this is our bread and butter. This is what we do. Visit a chiropractor, even if it's just once or twice every year. You know, I definitely recommend that. But generally, my go-to is stretching. And I think that people think that they stretch, but we don't really stretch a lot. And research shows that flexibility training should be done uh, two days per week in 30-minute sessions. And so stretching on the job, maybe when you first get up, before you go to bed, but making it a part of your routine is an excellent way to keep your joints moving. Okay, good. And and what else would you say? So definitely stretching and keeping your joints moving and making sure that we're getting assessed. Are there any other tips that you would suggest for resetting posture? Yes, exactly. I, I suggest scapular retraction. So it's really important to understand the position of the scapula. And so if we're able to teach patients and even ourselves to do scapular retractions throughout the day, it's really easy just once you bring the scapula back and down, and you want to be able to hold for about 10 seconds. And if you complete this exercise 20 times in a row, you're reminding the body. It's like muscle memory. You're waking the muscles up, and you're reminding the body to pull backwards because technology and cell phones are like a magnet, and they want to pull us forward. So strengthening the mid-back is important. I also suggest chin retraction, so placing two fingers on the chin and pushing backwards. So again, this is really impacting that forward head carriage, the cervical curvature that wants to go forward. Again, muscle memory and joint activation. Um, you want to pull the neck backwards, and this activity helps us remember that. Um, in addition, I suggest taking breaks. I think that, you know, the activities of daily living, life is very hectic and there's a lot of demand. And sometimes you just need to stop doing one activity and maybe not even do anything at all for a little while or switch up an activity so that you're activating different muscles. 
That's interesting. Uh, you know, I think those are really great tips. And those are things that I can definitely see myself being able to do at my desk. You know, I can, I can do them kind of in between patients, you can kind of do them without too much, I guess, environmental change, you know, you can kind of do them right where you are. So that makes a lot of sense. This is my last question for you. You've been fantastic. What do you feel is one of the most common misconceptions about posture? If, if you had to give us an idea about that? I don't think that people identify posture as being the root of a problem. I think it can often be overlooked. We might go straight to a muscle or we might think about something else, but I think that prevention is so key for so many different illnesses that impact our patients. And so it could be even as simple as starting with the spine and looking there first and then kind of going through a differential diagnosis. And I say to my patients and I even say to my colleagues, you know, our spine goes everywhere with us. And so we really need to take care of it. No, you're absolutely right about that. Well, this has been really interesting and, and very helpful to talk about, especially tangible ways that we can be cognizant of our posture and make sure that we're making good changes for our body. Is there anything else that you wanted to add today? You know, I just wanted to say this one interesting tip. I learned from a research study that I read that simply improving our posture by sitting upright we can improve our mood. And so if I can motivate anyone to change their mood throughout the day, always remember your posture and always remember that changing your posture has a positive outcome for the body. Oh, I think that's really great advice. And it's that's actually very encouraging as well, <laughs> very inspirational. Many thanks to you, Dr. Rubina Tahir, for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Cottle. It was, it was a great experience. Thank you. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and you've been listening to ReachMD. To download this podcast and others in the series, please visit us at reachmd.com slash everydayfamilymedicine. Thank you for listening.